Live from Seattle, it's Wednesday night. I <laughs> Wednesday night live. I <laughs> I don't have a response. It's literally five fifteen. Yeah, that's not that was not good. I actually really Sorry. need this coffee though right now. Running I, out of ideas. I didn't drink Yeah, I would say our hardest part of ever doing a podcast is how to open it. Yeah. We have no fucking idea every week. Once you just get it's like once you just turn the faucet on, the bullshit just comes out. It's just turning it on. It's a little stuck, you know? Yeah, she's a little <laughs> creaky. You gotta oil her up or whatever. Do people act... Okay, actually, speaking what? of oiling things up, um, I know you're thinking where this is going, but you're not right. So I've been... I've actually finished reading Midnight Sun, which, if you don't know what that is, that is the infamous half-written bullshit by Stephanie Meyer twilight from edward's perspective and there is a literal moment it's like the first time that he climbs through bella's window when she's sleeping to watch her sleep yeah which, by the way when you read it from his perspective he's very aware at how fucking creepy it is so i really wish that bella had in, acknowledged that i'm reading it next after gone girl so i'm excited to uh he's literally like i'm fucking disgusting i mean he <laughs> still does it which you know you can't really whatever he's what, still a fuck you know now, but like please okay so her window is like stuck yeah. okay and he literally the next time brings oil to like oil up the hinge of the window and i'm like i just as a vampire wouldn't you think that he would have like strength to push the window up but like he doesn't want to make but, noise yeah but like he could probably do it with it they could, I don't know. I just feel like he's skilled enough. They're all so skilled that they could push it with like a lot of force, but like very soft, smoothly. Don't you think? Just picture him with like a little, a literal can of oil, like greasing I, up Bella's window. I'm picturing window. like Dorothy greasing up the Tin Man. That's in, what I picture, like a <laughs> watering of can. Oz, like <laughs> it's just so like. <laughs> and they're probably just, yeah, pumping the little oil out of the little can i'm like. just so confused by it. that was like one of the most bizarre parts of that book half book yeah not full book anyway this is coffee with rachel i'm rachel i'm chris speaking of oiling up i'm oiling up my uh my vocal cords right now with a nice brewed cup of coffee <laughs> oh my god and so this is actually the other bag of coffee from kimberly proza yeah, it's the Valhalla Java uh, Odin Force blend. So this is like Norse god themed stuff. It's from. What does that mean? Norse gods. It's like old. It's it's like Zeus oh, and all that okay. shit. Like ancient gotcha. ancient Greek stuff. Gotcha. That's like what Thor is based off of and everything. Okay. And like apparently the god of war game which i didn't know the god of what god of war games that's all the same mythology stuff what about that show that they did with like john ham what is that based off of american gods or whatever also based off that yes the same thing american gods it's do you think i would like that show i don't know it's like it's a very like have you ever seen anything Zack snyder give me an example the watchman uh God. I'm, I'm quizzing you too much right uh, now. <laughs> fuck it. I mean, he just did Justice League, but like he. I mean, I've seen The Watchmen, but that's it. I don't. I probably was he 300. I think I don't he know. he might have been 300. So he does that kind so, of stuff. Maybe yeah, I've you seen know how it's shit, like it's know. super stylized, you know? Yeah. Well, like Boz Lerman for men. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. That's great. Uh, yeah. So it kind of looks like that, but apparently it's really good, and it's got that like hot guy from uh the the hundred in it 
the the Ooh, yes um, i know who you're talking about what do they call those the grounder grounders, grounders yeah right? my yeah. fave yeah that guy yeah, yeah. He, he's in that he's the main character and it's like norse gods but as if like they're in today and time they're, like, and they're them. all like on earth and they're like doing shit. Are they trying to like hide their personality? Yeah, they're or like their trying power, to. Like, they're like hiding. Can. They look like regular people, and they're like trying to hide. But they can like do, do shit. Lit shit. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. Anyone who's listening to this, if you've watched it, that's probably give the me single the worst description you could ever give about that. But anyway, this coffee—it's actually from Death Wish Coffee, which we have tried before. Yes. Somebody else had sent us that, so. This shit is strong. This is a godly cup. Yeah, it's godly, and it's going to hopefully give us godly amounts of caffeine. Does it say that on the bag? No, I I made that up. He's, like, reading the bag right now. I'm like, oh, wow. Forged from the volcanic soils of Indonesia. Like, they they really went in onto this. Is it it truly? I'm guessing so. Okay. Well, you know, I love a nice forge. (laughs) I drive a forge fiesta. Oh, no. (laughs) Is that actually what it is, a Ford Fiesta? Is it? Yeah, okay. that's what Ashley and Mallory have. I don't know cars! <laughs> you know that! Stop. I know Love a nice car. Fiesta. I know it's a Fiesta, I just didn't know who made the Fiesta. <laughs> Isn't it like a car that they gave to YouTubers that one time, remember? Oh my god! Unlocked the original brand deal. Now they're probably all getting like Teslas. I remember actually, that. Actually, they're not. They're getting fit tea, let's be real. Holy um, shit. <laughs> So, how are you, Rachel? How's it going? I'm sweating. That's yeah, how it's going. I'm really sweaty. Today is apparently the hottest day it's been in Seattle this year so far. It was 92, which I know, Ew. not that hot compared to a lot of other places. But, but for it's the hot. Pacific Northwest, she's not ready I for saw that. a recent graphic that just showed, like, the past, like, decade-ish where the summers have been, like, averaging in the mid-80s for temperatures. It used to be normal for the summers here to be, like, 70 degrees, which I'm sad that I li- did not live here before global yeah, we warming. Were just talking before the the show we were talking before the show about how we wish we had grown up in the pacific northwest because like the education you get here seems to be lit you actually learn about native american culture that was from your area and which is so we were talking about that like there is a lot of indigenous people that live in the pennsylvania area and a lot of stuff is named after different susquehanna river like all the different like terminology and different tribes and like we not even like scratch I couldn't the give you any information. We at just appropriate it with like I my high school's football team is called the Redskins, and it's so fucked up. And yeah, they still won't get rid of that. But I know from I what I understand, that. like getting an education in the Pacific Northwest is learning about the indigenous people as well as the fucking salmon for like eight years, I and that's that. that's like what you <laughs> that's like what you get, and then like a side course in gooey ducks, like you know. Oh my god, slurp me up with like, those ducks. That's literally education here and it sounds lit he's saying that also please note that like he does not actually know please don't drag him if you grew up here and you're like that sounds nothing like what i learned you're probably right i know nothing yeah (laughs) but everyone that we're friends with is not well rebecca's from oregon so close but yeah, yeah everyone we're I know. friends with did I hate not, like, being up here. a Pacific Northwest transplant because there just comes to be a stereotype with I the Pacific know. Northwest transplant. And I transplant. understand why. And working at Amazon adds an extra layer oh, to that. Yeah. So, like, I hate it, he but also, like, I gotta do what I gotta do. On my you know? end, though, I get to be the bitch that shits on Amazon. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I get to be like, oh my god, they're fucking our city. <laughs> they're clogging my sidewalk. Um, anyway... Where were we going? I don't know. We we don't really have like a uh, 
a path for this episode. We do want to talk about some mental health stuff, but yeah. let's um, recap on what you guys have missed since we last spoke to y'all. We fucked a mountain. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, that tweet that I made where I just couldn't think of a caption for, like, my photos of Mount Rainier, and it got, like, a lot of interaction yeah. because of the caption. I just about, like, <laughs> fucking a mountain, but we... So we went to Mount Rainier National Park. Finally. we've It's finally. only taken us four fucking years. We, like, you know, were, like, grazing it when we stayed in our Airbnb for our anniversary. Yeah, because it was in the park. Technically inside the grounds, like... Yeah. You couldn't get to it without snow tires, and there's just no way to rent a car with snow tires yeah so this is a good time of the year to get into the park because it's you don't need snow tires and we went on a really hot day and it was nice and cool up on the mountain and it's just like so amazing something 50 degrees and like we got there so ashley and mallory have gone like eight billion times i'm pretty sure every hour of the day exactly i'm pretty sure mal has summited it and she's just lying to us when she says (laughs) she hasn't but they their new thing is to go like when you're gonna get there for sunset because the crowds are all gone and then it's fucking beautiful. So And they were right. They were right. So if you're <laughs> I've had a lot of people ask us like where to go and when. Um We I went to rec- Paradise. Yeah, we went to the Paradise side because it's a big ass fucking mountain, so there's several areas to go to. Yeah. So we did the Paradise side and we got to see because the wildflowers are in bloom right now. I don't know if they and still so are. Very like limited time. Yeah, it's like thing. two or three weeks or something. Um, it's like trying to catch a bug in Animal Crossing, you know? It's only yeah, around for a month. I didn't get that tarantula this month um, or <laughs> past month. So we went to that side and we got there at like five something, I think, and. It was, it started to like drizzle and it started to rain and it was super packed. Like the parking lot in that area by like the lodge where they have like the gift shop and all that stuff was like so packed. And then it started pouring rain. I mean, I say pour, it was more of like a hard drizzle. Was the old man snoring? Everyone fucking left. And then it cleared up in like five minutes and it was completely clear. And so we had the mountain basically to ourselves That that whole area. It was so nice and like um we got to see it was, a beautiful ass sunset bitch yeah and then what were those animals that we saw too oh, uh shit a marmot marmot, marmot. yeah they, marmot, marmot. like we first thought that there was like somebody's like emergency whistle being blown but then it was just that marmot whistling was screaming <laughs> for the babies to come home because it must have been supper time or something and it like, was the cutest shit i've ever seen they were like all on a rock and there were a bunch of babies and they were waddling around and we had um, binoculars and we were like peeping at them, like true bird watching people. They're not birds. Yeah. Um, they are mammals. <laughs> so then, like, we just were walking around, got so many great vistas, so many amazing views. We were at the, we were on the Golden Gate Trail, which is yes. what Mal told me to tell people when they asked. Because <laughs> I don't really know, like, I, I don't remember the names. There's not like a sign that's like, this is the trail that you're on. Um, so yeah but we, it was nice it wasn't like super fucky either no yeah i could like if we were there earlier i could have kept going it was getting too dark and we didn't have stuff and we didn't want to get on a mountain when it's dark yeah but it wasn't like the most strenuous thing in the world and then we got to see some waterfalls which was nice and, and then when we came back down and we were leaving, they were setting up for like a stargazing event that they must hold there yeah. on some evenings. And they have these ginormous, super powerful telescopes. Yeah, like intense boys. And so in like, like again, to being so high up, the sky is just like, you know, it's like with the light pollution, all that stupid shit from like the city. And then you go up high on a mountain and you can see all the stars and you could see 
Venus, Saturn, and Jupiter. I really, really want to go camping there. Yeah, like, we got to see those planets through a telescope, and it was so cool. It's, like, the first time seeing a planet like that. Because, like, we were trying to remember if we've ever done something like that before, and I feel like maybe when I was really young and I did something, but they were like, okay, we have Saturn over here, and, like, me and Ashley were both like, okay, like, what's that gonna look like? You know what I mean? I was expecting, like, just, like, a blurry orb, like, nothing, like, super detailed. Or just, like, a pinprick of light, you know? Yeah, it was literally, like, so vividly clear. It was just bright yellow, and you saw the ring around it, and, like, I know it's hard to, like describe to you over a fucking but podcast. But it's just so cool. It was just wild. I, I literally said, oh shit, like out loud. Because I just wasn't expecting to see the ring. I don't know. Yeah. We, we all thought it was just going to be like a blurry orb. But like these are some fucking telescopes. I know. And like everyone there was so nice. And then Chris had like a moment where he was like, okay, this is actually what I'm going to grow up to do. Like with my literally, life. I, I would think that being a park ranger or working in the national park would be the perfect culmination of like my love of like weather and environment and all that stuff and actually being feasible for me to attain yeah plus there's an education aspect because you could be yeah, doing thing, because things then they, like that. Yeah, they were doing this, like, stargazing thing to be, like, educational about, or, like, like, the stars. Or, like, when we were I'm in like, Oregon, yeah. and, like, they were giving us, like, talks about, like, the kind, like the types of, like, the geology inside of like, the volcano. Like, stuff me on a shit. fucking mountain and just, like, let me learn about it, and I'll talk everybody's ear off about why this mountain is so damn cool. Like, that would be great. And then have me up there on a rock just painting. Yeah, that cool. sounds perfect. Get a little cabin nearby. <laughs> Every 10 minutes, our goal for the future switches. So, uh, I don't know. I, What's that? Do we have a zest for life right now? I love I, that. I <laughs> love that I feel like I have a million things that I want to do. It's That's nice. Like, okay, I know we I are going to talk about like mental health stuff. But, like, to, to be 26 and to be battling depression and then having also now where i'm at a better phase of my life where i do have that like zest for life that's lit. and you're also and achieving and cool. some of the goals that you had already set for yourself previously yeah. like you know it's like we're, we're doing things that we have always wanted to do but we constantly have like 20 more phases of our life that we want to have after that who knows maybe by that time they'll make something that can make me live longer i don't know <laughs> How long, I don't know. how long are we gonna live by the time that we reach old age? You know? I don't know. Ah, I don't know. I don't know what I want from that. <laughs> that sounds like a lot. They gotta solve it. Especially the... if like this planet goes to shit. Yeah, true. Okay, never mind. Bye, Earth. Like not that I wanna leave people on this. I'll go to Mars when like Oh ma- fuck off. Ma- I'm not gonna be that bitch that deserts this goddamn maybe, planet that we just Maybe when I'm fucking I will go down with this ship. No, I will be no, that bitch maybe, Titanic. Maybe when I'm fucking ninety and it's like the end of times for me, I'll be like, All right, why don't I go to Mars and I'll finish up on you Mars? You really are you really would wanna no, die on I, Mars? I don't know. I'm I don't know. I don't like potatoes that much. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Martian joke. <laughs> um, speaking of the Martians, so I started reading the book Artemis, which was written by the author Andy. Is it Weir? Or yeah, Weir? Weir, I think. Weir, who wrote the Martian, and I'm reading Artemis, which I'm not going to give like too many spoilers because if you're interested in reading it, I don't want to fuck it up. But it's essentially a book about a lunar colony, so it's like it's set in the distant future where we have colonized the moon, and yeah. there's 
you know, all kinds of structures and I am enjoying the like world building science fiction Usually aspect of it. Usually the best part of like any fantasy sci-fi story. Yes. I'm like loving like hearing about, you know, how how like they make money by people, you know, visiting. It's like a tourism thing and like how there's like there's a whole like economic structure and like there's, you know, there's classism issues and all this shit. Like it's just very fascinating to read about. However, I can tell that so it's written from a woman's perspective which i have i always have like a uh i don't know like a hang up or reluctance to read when it's like a man writing a woman just because i just expect it to be like and she her put on her slim fitting jeans and you know what I mean? and her soft shirt hugged her breasts yeah like, like i don't want that like, you know <laughs> i don't so but it wasn't like that okay it wasn't bad um, but I will say, you can tell that it was basically, like, they wrote it about... It, I think they were originally, like, in planning it to have, like, a male protagonist. And then at the end, they, like, switched. And they were like, actually, let's make her a chick. This is a gender and then swap. It'll be, like, like... <laughs> yeah, but, like, I just have a feeling that they did that because just the way that they wrote this woman, it's, like, no woman... Well, I mean, there are probably women out here that are like this, but I don't know. I'm just not... I, like, a caricature of, like, the... I'm just one of the guys, converse to prom. I say your mom jokes, and it's clearly in it's the future. That, it's that <laughs> it's just type to really, a fault. Like, it's... Like, almost, like, overbearingly, um, obnoxiously vulgar in a way where you're like, okay, we get it. Like, are you trying to be edgy with this? I'm almost, like, cringing at a lot of the yeah. dialogue, but I'm here for all the world building. But I will continue to keep reading it and, and see this is if coming I off like the, Martian, the character more. Which is very good i enjoyed that book a lot yeah like so, so. i don't know i'm gonna keep reading it i hope that i enjoy the characters more they haven't i haven't really met too many other people yet yeah to understand things but so far i'm kind of like cringing it's almost like life is strange level cringe dialogue Ooh. but like not as like i'm a hip you know it's just like a <laughs> I, I don't know speaking of life is strange what Overcooked 2 came out, video games. That, that, has no that, that was my connection, you know? Yeah, so we started playing that. We didn't get too deep because we're trying to savor. Uh, yeah, we really want to savor. Otherwise, I could finish the entire game in one sitting. But holy fuck, if you like Overcooked 1, you'll love Overcooked 2. And we will absolutely at some point do that on stream. Yeah, fun. we'll give like a full review of it yeah. when we're done playing it, essentially. But it felt nice to uh, get back in the kitchen, as they say. Well, Something else that you said that I wanted to go off on a tangent with is you said gender swap, and that reminded me of something. So I didn't even know that this book existed for the longest time, and I don't know if I'm going to, like, read it or anything, but apparently, like, Stephanie Meyer did write Twilight, but, like, she flipped the gender, so it's, like, Beaumont and Edith. Um, And everyone, I guess, has been, like, asking her to, like, continue the series, but with that flop, you know, with the switch. What, she just do Twilight? That's the only one? Yeah, she only did Twilight. Okay. And then I was reading the Twilight subreddit, which, by the way, a fantastic place. Shout out to that place. Yeah. Um, Usually subreddits that are, like, specific to one thing are usually very negative towards that thing, like, hypercritical. Yeah. And, like, there's plenty to be critical of in Twilight, but I feel like it's one of those subreddits where people are just, like... They're just, they're asking questions that, I don't know, I, I like that subreddit. It's a very positive environment, a very inquisitive environment. But I was reading it, and they made a really good point, which is probably why she didn't continue to do that. Breaking Dawn literally would not happen if they did the gender swap thing. Yeah. I guess. But, like, also, what is gender? And also, what are the limitations 
within this universe and people having a pregnancy. Who knows? But like maybe, it's Stephanie Meyer's like limited. Maybe they would mind. make it so like know. you know, like how Edward was not supposed to be able to get Bella pregnant. You know, like that that was the thing. I guess it's just like so oh, like, we're she, just surprised that Edith or whatever can get pregnant. Yeah, exactly. It'd be something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, that was like a whole point because like I guess like. Well, that would ruin Rosalie's entire story. But then Rosalie's flipped anyway. It would still ruin Breaking Dawn. It just doesn't make it any sense. It would ruin Breaking Dawn because it's still like the baby was going to kill Bella. So, like, it wouldn't kill a vampire unless it did oh, something yeah, else. Oh, yeah, true. So, like, <laughs> who, who knows? It Whatever. still wouldn't make any sense. Well, maybe, like, it kills Beaumont, like, during sex, and that's when they turn <laughs> out. I don't know. They just need, she needs to finish that. To just finish Midnight Sun. Do that, yeah, finish Midnight Sun so that way we can get New Moon from Edward's perspective because that's a completely different story. Yeah, like, like, it'll be probably boring as shit. Yeah, it's just like him honest. moping in fucking Italy. Him, like, like, learning a new language and, I don't know, staring the at the carpet. Knows? Like, well, that would be so boring, but <laughs> I don't know. You can go listen to End of the Twilight for all of your Twilight discourse needs if you want to continue that I kind of conversation. Say, I think they officially brought back Twilight to the 2018 Absolutely. universe. I'm telling you. I see more and more shit about it every day. And I'm just like, God bless. I'm so glad we're all returning back to our, <laughs> our roots here. But anyway, oh, let's man. let's change gears, as they say. Oh my God, I hate it when you say that. I know. It's so bad. So, uh, Crunch, actually. Ugh requested that we do a mental health episode because for once i have nothing to talk about in that yeah i have absolutely nothing to talk about okay not not wait what what (laughs) (laughs) not nothing but like i think i think you're more pressing and honestly take take the reins off me because i i seem to be like mental health discourse girl and like it's just nice to not have to do well we can both be mental health discourse bonches because i know uh so if there's any of you that have not been paying attention while listening i have said a couple times i've been in therapy and i've been there now for a few months i don't know exactly how many but like uh i can half the year i would say yeah and so even in that short amount of time which is short for being in therapy um i've learned a lot of things and it's shed a lot of light on myself as a person and my upbringing. And essentially, I kind of just wanted to talk about a lot of what I've learned because it seems to be that I am struggling heavily with something that a lot of other men in our society, not even just American society, like society like as a whole. Yeah, just the way that we with. raise men. We raise men, which is, you know the lack of emotion and the lack of like emotional intelligence that's i would say and the lack it's not a focus yeah and the lack of uh like communication skills and like talking about emotions and you know deeper things and being raised kind of just be fixers like that's a phrase my therapist use all the time Mm -hmm. you know and so <laughs> no wonder you're with me <laughs> <laughs> wow I, I took on a real big fixer-upper <laughs> yo honestly me moving to seattle was demo day <laughs> was it not 
Oh my god, where's the ship lab? The ship lab <laughs> is like every panic attack I have. Oh my anyway. god. Alright, shit. Yeah, so <laughs> basically things that I have learned and I'm kind of at that phase right now where I'm still doing a lot of like learning and I'm at a point where I'm still not fully accepting everything that I am learning about myself. So it's It's a, hard. It's it, it's a it is a fucking I'll say this about therapy. Like it is a blessing honestly i am so thankful that i could fucking be there yeah. because i can tell that honestly i need it and that it's going to help me but it's going to take a long time a very very long time and it absolutely gets worse before it gets better yes it, and like you're saying like oh i've only been in it for like a few months so i personally think that like the first few months are like the hardest. The first few months are when you're like putting pieces together and like looking at things from a different angle and really analyzing your life and realizing, wow, this shit's fucked up. There's stuff going on here and you start feeling really bad about yourself and really bad about things. Mm-hmm. It feels, at least this is what I experienced. And I don't know if you can relate, but it, it was like, it felt really hopeless. Like, oh wow, I'm overwhelmed with oh, all honey. the crap. I'm in that phase. Yeah, it's yeah. like you're so overwhelmed with like all of the shit that you're learning about what is wrong that you're like, oh well, I could never possibly like get through all of this. You yeah. feel almost like completely exhausted of everything before it starts to feel like Beppo like me. Where yes. I start feeling really empowered and like we were just talking in therapy like the other week or whatever. I was like bitching, I was like, I don't know why I do this to myself, but I plan like Etsy launches like I just launched my stuff on society six and I always plan that stuff on like Fridays and she's like well do you think it's because like on Fridays you're in a better mood because I make you feel supported and then you go and do stuff and I'm like bitch (laughs) (laughs) so like I'm at the point now where like I feel literally she's like in your head like she is in your head sometimes I go in there and I'm like and listen I know what you're gonna say and then I quote her and then she starts (laughs) laughing and she's like I mean yeah (laughs) she's like I'm in your head like I know bitch but anyway yeah, so I, it's just, it's going to be, like, honestly, one of the hardest things that I ever do is going through this experience, but again, I am, I'm excited for it, like, I do feel, like, excited about it, that, like, I am getting these answers, even though it is making me feel fucking hopeless and making- Well, it's, like, the biggest amount of self-care that you could possibly do. Yeah. It's such a, like, devotion to yourself and such a, like- yeah, it's like respecting yourself. You're like, I am literally going to put in so much fucking work. And it's tiring. I, now you yeah. get the fucking yeah, post-therapy exhaustion. Yeah, there's been some times because I have therapy at Monday mornings, which yeah. is like fucking horrible. But yeah. And sometimes, <laughs> because fun. sometimes I finish and I'm like, I want to go back to bed. Like, I want to just not process. do anything. Especially in the beginning. Yeah, especially the beginning. I was like, holy fucking shit. I just want to go home right now. And yeah. I have to go to work afterwards. Um, so, like, it... I just know that, it, like, it's going to be something that eventually helps me. But I'm already going to hit, like, a big hurdle with my therapy, which is that I'm losing my therapist. Yeah. So this was... This will be something that I can update on at a later date when it actually fucking happens and what that process is like because it's something you hear about and it's, like, scary because it's not... Like, you have done that, but, like, almost by... It's your action that you took that's changing it like we moved to seattle oh yeah no i i stopped seeing my therapist in pennsylvania because well i had two in pennsylvania and i didn't 
fuck you with both. did the it was decision my choice. to stop i'm not i i know this is I out was, of your control yeah, it was out of my control and i was doing okay with where i was and like this is the first person honestly outside of rachel that like i've really opened up a lot about the things that i'm talking about and it sucks that like i'm gonna have to do it again for yes. somebody else because my therapist is gonna talk to the other therapist and like give them some info but like it's not gonna be like months worth of information they're gonna get so i'm yeah. gonna have to retrace steps over like everything i know so that will be an interesting process when i'll I be go very through interested with it. to see like I don't know. I'm hoping, but Who what I'm hoping out of that is, is not Monday at nine o'clock in the morning. Like I'm hoping for any other time, literally at all. It could be any other day of the week in the morning. I don't give a shit. Like just, just not, not Monday. Monday because it honestly ruins my Sunday. Yeah. My Sunday is filled with anxiety. And honestly, all my days are filled with anxiety because I, that's one thing I've discovered is that I am the most high strung ass motherfucker out there yeah he just hides it super well i hide it so well but i am wound the fuck up oh, and yeah. it Relatable. manifests in like really shitty ways and so i get sunday i'm just like so anxious because i think a lot of people happen. typically feel anxious on sunday because they know that it's like going back to work yeah, and then it's like double for you yeah because it's yeah. like because, because I, do. I feel anxious on thursday nights because not because i'm like anxious to go to therapy i'm just always anxious of like missing my appointment my alarm doesn't get me up because like that yeah. appointment means so fucking much to me and i just i get very anxious about making sure that i get there so that's you on mondays plus also yeah. having to go to work like before like, therapy a physical place yeah before therapy like i was still anxious on sundays because it was like my weekend was ending and i was having yeah, so much I don't fun like sunday i hate sundays i like, love saturday yeah i and i even like friday because it's like oh hey i'm gonna yeah. go to work but then like i got the night bitch like we're yeah, gonna yeah, have yeah. fun so like it's fun sunday sucks yeah so kind of to like go back to like the yeah, shit so you're basically right now his therapist is like finding him a replacement and she you're still you still have her for like all of august or whatever yeah basically to the end of august yeah so and like something that i did want to say uh it's really fucked up that that happened to you because I've been talking to my therapist for the past like month. I keep having these nightmares where she quits her job yeah. and dumps me. And I go in there and I talk to her about it. And we've already like discussed what that means. And it's essentially like I am just constantly afraid of like losing being your support cut off system, from yeah. stability. Blah, blah, blah. We get that. Um, so it's not like hard to figure out like where that's coming yeah. from. But then when that happened to you, I almost was like, oh my God, I need you this manifested happened it. or something. Yeah. Or like those dreams were just me predicting it happening to you or something. Like In a way, I'm happy that it's happening now when I'm not two years three years deep and then yeah. it's like they're gone that like would be up. that would be and worse. that happens to people that happened yeah. to one of my really close friends like that would be even worse so i'm thankful that it's happening now it still really sucks but we'll see what happens with it honestly yeah so <laughs> what how do you want to fucking talk about this i don't know like do you want to tell people why you started seeing a therapist I started seeing a therapist because my actions have been causing a lot of issues with us. Yes. To just be fun. Not just, like, all relationships. All, all relationships. And it's a thing that I have discovered is that relationships, friendships, family relationships, romantic relationships, every type of relationship 
have all been a thing that I struggle with. And it's been that way for as long as I can remember, to be real. Okay. And so... I'm just, like, sitting here as if, like, I don't know this. You <laughs> yeah, know? I know. I'm just, like, like, interviewing you. You, like. you know all this stuff. Yeah. So, get hashtag deep. By the way, we're okay. We're, yeah. we're working through it. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, like, there was, like, a low point here where he was like, I gotta like, work on this shit. No, like, okay. the, like, take this as, like, a, you know, we both have our own shit. Both of our th- shit that we're going through affects our relationship. Duh. yeah. And so, we are sticking through it we are trying to like we both see each other taking the actions while squeezy explodes and sneezes (laughs) squeezy is sneezing like crazy we're both taking the actions to like work on things and so we see that within each other and that we want to work on it yeah and i will say that like the things that like the things that i've been going through like obviously like my paranoia and all the shit that i'm dealing with with like ptsd like of course that's going to take a toll on a relationship but i feel like it's different for you because you a, a relationship whether it's a friendship family member like romantic relationship whatever that is a deeply emotional thing and since your hang up is with your emotions it's like almost just way more highlighted by the relationship than like the crap yes. that like i'm going through because being yeah. like to being with rachel has done two things it's giving me a relationship with any person ever that has been so much more deep and real and meaningful than any other relationship that I've ever had. And that's a fucking blessing. But also... (laughs) I'm glad you think so. (laughs) It it has been a real blessing because I actually have, like, being with you, I know what a relationship can actually be. And not just, again, not just a romantic one, but as a friendship because we are friends, too. We're family, bitch. We are are friends. We're family. We're lovers. We're We're all of it. So, like... It's been really amazing getting that, like, real, like, what a relationship should be like, but also it just shines a light on all of the areas where I falter in that and where I don't know how to, you know, be an active part of a relationship and function in a relationship. Yes. And so (laughs) that, like, get a nice refill on the coffees here, but that whole, like, issue with relationships really stems from let's be shocked everybody my childhood because looking back on my life and a look back on chris like for the longest time i did not even like cognitively like no i did not see that there was anything that i needed to work on i thought i had a quote-unquote normal life like does your therapist drag you for using the term normal we both use normal with air quotes because we both we both know what we're saying but we know that there is no normal yes yeah so yeah she she hates the word normal too so like we talk about like how i thought i had what i considered to be a normal life like not exciting not crazy like normal like the only thing wild was that like my parents were divorced and that my dad is gay like But, like, for all intents and purposes, it was just, like, whatever. And... Not tumultuous or For the longest time, like, all the way up through, like, the beginning of this year, I could not see truly, like, all the ways in which my upbringing, like, really affected me. Like, I, I did not see it. I did not want to think that there was anything wrong. I thought everything was fine. Like, I was good. I was just making bad decisions. I was just being an asshole, essentially. Like, I was just doing shit, but I did not, like, 
want to make that connection. But then I look back and I there's really... There's always a thread that... There's always a thread. And you hear a lot of, like, these stories, like, you know, obviously we've talked a lot about, you know, your family and your parents and, like, their actions and how they affected you. And I think that's, like, an issue because my situation with my family is so glaringly bad. Like... It's, like, so blatant. And so in comparison, anyone's family problems are going to be like, and that's like, nothing. I, I have you to compare to. Like, not... And I'm the worst person to compare to. Yeah, I know. Like, so... Yeah. Yeah, like, I have compared, and I'm like, well, yeah, you know, like, I wasn't being abused, like, so, like... So it must not be that bad, but there's always nuances and subtleties and, like, areas of neglect that you, you know, come to realize when you become an adult, you know? Yeah, and, like, neglect is, like, the really big, accurate word there, because I've what I've really learned is that there was, like, the, like, biggest fuck ton of emotional neglect... Yeah. That there could ever be. A complete like, and utter lack of emotional... A complete... Yeah. Like, especially, like, you know, both parents are really, like, you know, not... They're, they're guilty of it, but, like, it really comes a lot from my dad. Like... Yeah. Which is not shocking. And, again, that's where it comes to, like, the whole societal, like, raising men and, like, just perpetrating this whole bullshit. Where, like... Yes. There's never been a moment in my life where I've ever had a conversation with my father that is in any way, like, what I would classify as, like, a heart-to-heart. Like, talking about feelings. Talking about feelings, opening up about, like, things that I've been feeling, like, him opening up about, like, himself and stuff, and, like, never feeling that, like, you know, my emotions that, like, I had to was probably displaying and I don't even know that I was displaying them were not the signals were not received and yes. there was like there wasn't a care literally there there wasn't like a care for like all the shit that I like went through as a kid and then and now I'm looking back and looking at all of these scenarios and all of these times where I went through like there were red tr- flags there were red flags and there's like all these instances in my life where there's been big emotional events that have happened like and by i'm like highlighting negative ones like where a a big sadness or big heartbreak or something like that happened and like there was no there was no nothing from my family about like recognizing that that happened how to process like I, I was not, emotions. I was not educated on how to process that stuff. I was never talked to about any of that stuff, or like I, even how to like acknowledge it, or like how to acknowledge what you're yeah. feeling. Like you know those conversations where you're like, "This is what this is," and none of that was happening. I guess. Yeah, and it's like what what upsets me when I think about it is like I can relate. I I can't relate fully with this because. I had the exact opposite upbringing where it was like our emotions were very much all out there. They knew everything about, not everything, because obviously I was closeted, but like a lot of stuff. Like, but it was, they used that as a way to dismantle my privacy, as a way to use it as an abusive technique. And like, so that's different. However, I mean, I was able to talk about like, you know, if like a friend hurt me or I was being bullied at school or I did have like heartbreak or any of those things like I was able to talk about them were they used as tools to abuse me later yes but 
there was like a guise of like trust and like I was able to like acknowledge emotions and that is probably one because I am a woman and yeah. we're taught to be able to exactly. experience emotions but it's but also a curse also an extra layer because like, it's like yeah. okay you're allowed to have emotions but you're nothing but your emotions but and you'll women, never get jobs done yeah honey. you're a woman <laughs> you're, you're just stupid. so emotional like yeah so there's that but what I'm saying is like when it when it when you when you're talking about the like red flags that part upsets me the most because like there are parts of my childhood that I like bring up in therapy that we've like unlocked things that I didn't even realize were cries for help from me when I was like in elementary school times that I barely remember there were behaviors that I had like I used to wet the bed for like a really really long time like I think I was like 11 when I stopped yeah and instead of like wondering like hmm maybe there's something going on with her because apparently wetting the bed is like a huge marker of being abused as a child um which i did not know that my family actually told me i was going to become a serial killer and that i they like shamed me and made me feel bad for it and there were other things that i did and so when i think about that it makes me really upset to think that like my parents saw these red flags of behavioral issues with me and then instead of getting me help they just shamed me. It's for like it. and your you, family you shamed, but your yeah, were your family weaponized them against you. My family just like completely ignored it. Yeah, it was completely ignored, and I, I really grew up thinking that like the most important things were money, good grades, getting a job, like becoming a functioning member of society in that aspect, and so like, I yeah, those are important. I excelled. I did so good in school. I, you know, got jobs and, like, worked hard and, you know, I was doing my taxes when I was, like, fucking 16 and, like... Can't relate. Like, all this shit. And so, like, I excelled in those areas, but, like... those were the areas that you knew that you were going to get praise for because, like, as a child, like, you... You yearn for that, like, validation from your family. So you do things that you know that they're going to be, like you're doing you're doing it right because that's how you learn how to become an adult yes exactly and so like you 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 tapped the fuck in i tapped the fuck in and that's why like you know i always just equate my success and i equate now it's at the point where i equate myself as a person with my value as a person as to my job and how much money i make which is sad and my education level like that is how i equate myself to a person and like over like i've I've learned that, like, over the years, I've really lost my sense of, like, who I am because... Beyond, like, the career and... Beyond beyond the career stuff because, like, for so many years, as much as I can remember, I... I try. I was trying to fit in, and there's so many times that I can look back on now where I was just trying to make connection to Mm -hmm. people. I had so many different friend groups throughout the years and it's not like I ever had anything bad happen or I got to move. I just had like a lot of different friend groups. You were that group hopping bond. Yeah. And within each group, I always, I describe myself constantly as like a chameleon. I would change, I change completely around the people that I surround myself with to try and fit in to those groups. Yeah. And it's because I, want so badly to have connection that's deeper than just like service level that is like on that level that I was never getting yeah and I have been doing that for so long and I continually like try to just find new people try and like ask people out to like 
you know, go out on a date or something like that. And then like never having that, like coming through, it just was like another slap in the face for me. Like it, those times really hit me hard because like that was a time where I was like really just like craving somebody to be with, to have a relationship with mm-hmm. and to get to know you, to get to know me. And then it just like immediately not happening and like getting shot down. And it just like hurt me even more. And the main thing that I've really learned is that I was, I've been like incredibly lonely, like, and I was extremely lonely until I met Rachel to be fucking real. Like, and now like I have Rachel and I have Ashley and Mallory who have like also gotten to like know me as well. And like, it's just like, I, I am reaching that. I'm trying to reach that point where I can have like relationships that are more than just like the friendships I used to have where right. like where like I blended in with the group and where I actually have a personality and I actually have like distinction like me like who whoever I am and like being that person and being able to be emotional and understanding how me Chris is feeling like it, it I, I I don't know a lot of the times like, and I think that's relatable because like I think there are people out there that can relate to that exact experience, but also like when you're you're getting to our age where we're like past our mid twenties now and we're like I I'm different in that I really I'm very tapped into who I am. I for a very long time it was defined for me. Yeah. And so it was almost like that resentment of like knowing that like I was being defined by other people's perspectives and not my own that has made me so vigilant about defining myself to myself. Yeah. But, like, I think a lot of people can relate to, like, you know, you get to this age and you're like, wait, but, like, who the fuck am I? Like, I have still moments where I'm like, what the fuck am I? What am I doing? What is my goal? What is my purpose? Like, what do I need to be doing? What do I want to be doing? You know? Like, I still, like, I don't know. I just think that's relatable. Yeah. You know? Like, you're not alone in that is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I want to talk about this stuff because I hope that there's other people out there that, like, you know, how you talk about your stuff. I hope that people, like, can, you know, relate to this kind of thing and know that, like, you are not alone in feeling these this way. Yeah. One thing that, like, I've, like, really learned is that, like, I've always described myself as an incredibly shy, nerdy person. Right. And that's... Is that true? That, that it's not. It's honestly not true because I like sure I saw myself that way because I never learned how to communicate with people. I never learned how to have relationships, and I learned how to be a smart ass motherfucker like doing good in school and stuff. Right. So then I just that was me. That's all I knew, and that's who I was as a person. But you're more than but, just being smart. Yeah. Now I look back on my life, and there are moments all throughout my life where I have tried to tap into that part of me that subconscious part of me that really wanted to be creative yes and it was it was met with like nothing it was met with like you were not encouraged it was it was not encouraged it was like met with like no reaction it's so hard to describe just like all the time like having all these signals out there and being met with nothing like nobody noticing like that that emptiness and that's like so silence. that silence is deafening like literally it, it, it says so much like and so like honestly that story that i tell about me wanting to play the trombone 
but not doing it because I thought my arms were too short. That was legitimately me talking myself out of it because yeah. I did not think that I should do this because it wasn't I wasn't encouraged to and it wasn't the smart thing. I will say like I I have a very complex world of emotions when it comes to my family, but I will say one positive is that I was very much encouraged to be the cre- I mean, I've been doing creative work now my entire fucking life. Literally and guitar and stage production, musical, singing, drama, everything. Art like, stuff, like acting, everything, you know, all yeah. of the makeup shit is a very creative thing. Like all of that was heavily, and reading, I don't know, because I was doing a lot of writing with my reading. Yeah. So I feel like, I mean, I was, I was extremely encouraged. Um, I was also very like, not encouraged to they they clipped my wings they didn't want me to know the basic things to become a that was part of the abuse was like she can't know how to cook she can't know how to use like a laundry machine yeah dishwasher like i had to teach all of that shit to myself when i left because i was like they didn't i still don't know how to drive yeah and that's like i think that's my example my not being able to drive is your trombone slash you quitting the musical thing i still don't drive because i was told essentially not to you yep. know and i get it like i have to break that at some point but like i had the exact opposite upbringing and like i don't know it's just it's really telling because like i i wonder who the fuck you would be had you have been like encouraged had that stuff to, fostered yeah like to do any of those things because like, like i know the trombone was one you were also like in a musical and you quit like the night before and literally it was a musical like the fifth grade did a musical it's like a uh was a compilation of different songs for different musicals. Oh, like, so like a uh, like a showcase. A showcase, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. And so like whatever, what's the fucking you were song in, at it the was end? Grease. Yeah, what the fuck is the song at the end of Grease? Like the one where they're in the fucking like moving uh, building. Is like, that we get together like boo doo No, is not that, that one. But like the final song. Honestly, like, it's been so long since I've seen Grease. Uh, whatever. Like, you were big boy I, Danny, I was right? Danny. Like I was supposed to be Danny it's because I was lead. because like when we were like doing shit, I must have just been like really fucking into it, you know? And I then, can't even picture that. I can't picture it either, but that was what I did. But that's so lit. And then the day of I stayed home because I pretended to be sick. Right. Because I was too nervous to do it and I just like and like I don't even think anybody knew that I was doing that. Which is already like wild. Yeah. So then like but also, like, that. if my, I don't know, like, I feel like if I had, like, a lead in a musical or something like that, and then, like, I was like, oh, I can't go. Like, my parents would have been like, you can't just, like, not show up. Like, you yeah. have to do that, you know? But For them, it would probably be because it looks bad for them. Yeah. But, like, to be <laughs> yeah. real, but, like, you know, so it, it's, like, fucky all around. Like, we're not, <laughs> like, I, they're not perfect. Yeah, <laughs> we know yeah. that. But, like, I will say, like, the one thing I will... A, a big positive is that I was encouraged to do creative shit. Yeah. And I wasn't, like, told, like, oh, wow. Like, I remember, like, I even switched my major, like, 800 times in college. And I was never, like, yelled at for it. I remember they were mad at me the first time I did it. Mm-hmm. But, like, they were just, like, whatever, bitch. You'll that figure the fuck. That was honestly the least offensive one where you went from English education to just to English. To just English. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, like, yeah. The least they were, well, they were, you know, because I had been saying for the longest time now that I wanted teacher. to be a teacher. Yeah. So, you know. But they were like, okay, I guess do your thing and figure out what you want to do. They yeah. weren't going to give me, like, any shit because at that point, like, I was out of the house. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, uh, do you think any of that has to do with... Okay, for example, so obviously we all know Chris's, like, main passion is video games. And that's the one thing that he's been able to, like, really define over the years 
and you have not felt like is that because like it's considered to be nerdy you know what i mean and that's why you felt confident like taking that one create because it's a creative thing to be into video games yeah i mean i i fucking enjoy them i love them they're, i know they're but fun. like do you think that's why that was like the most comfortable passion of yours and like you never I got into art and stuff because i of that? i mean probably like i was really into reading just like you and i was really into yeah. video games like it is like a creative like thing to be into like it is it's it's, so. it's art in its own way and it, it is art and it's honestly like it's a world to like get lost into and that's and the it's sa- storytelling and it's and the same that. way with books and like i just i got lost in books and stuff because i just literally i want to say like i just like escaped to these worlds because it was just like i've dreamed a lot of like leaving yeah pennsylvania and girl same like i didn't really realize why like and it's just because like i i knew like subconsciously i knew that like all this shit was going on i just i didn't like actually consciously know it you know and And, like what i'm thinking of why i brought that up is like so i don't know we've probably talked about this before where in college like halfway through you were like yo i don't even know if i want to keep doing meteorology i don't know i might want to be doing computer science because of like that entire like field which is like your number thinking one. Thinking of going to video games that with that. Right. Like, like thinking of video games as like your yeah. tail end. Because like we we obviously know that Chris gives a huge hoot for the environment. Like that's not like you don't not like science or I something. I didn't go to that fucking mountain and like those feelings I was feeling about like trying to preserve these goddamn trees and like talk to people's ear off about them. Like that was a legitimate feeling and like yearning for that. Yeah. Like I love the earth and I love so, the environment and weather. It's not like, you know, you just did it because that was what, it, what was expected of you. But... So you did you did one computer science class and then you were like yeah no like I'm not gonna do this I'm not gonna change the whole path that you were on and I always remember thinking like I don't know if that was like not like I thought it was like the wrong decision but like I just remember thinking like you didn't give it enough of a shot to really see if you really wanted to keep doing it yeah do you think that was because I probably should have it was video game related and you knew that you never were encouraged to care yeah. about because that was your big passion and you yeah. talked about that a lot with me at least where that was it, not it an was, encouraged thing. Yeah, video games were uh, obviously my biggest passion, still are. And, like, again, that was another... That's a example of where, like, nobody cared about them. Like, I, I got video games. Video games were bought for me. And, you know, that's, like, to say overall, like, overall, like, I was cared for. I got everything that, like, I needed. Shelter, food, like, all the stuff that, like, I needed to, like, survive in that way. But, like... No, like, there was never any point where anybody, There was no enthusiasm. There was no point where anybody sat down and was like, hey, what are you playing? Like, what's this? What's going on? Like, tell me about this stuff. Like... And, like, to give you a comparison, like, on my end, like, I mean, I wasn't as so fucking obsessed with video games as you, and I didn't have, I didn't have, like, a console. Yeah. But I distinctly remember sitting down with my dad and playing Carmen Sandiego. He loved that game, mostly because of geography. Mm -hmm. And, like, we loved doing that game together. Or, like, I would sit down, and they would encourage me to play whatever song on guitar I learned recently. And I'd sing for them all the fucking time. I still do that for every person I live with. That's just not what it was like. I, like, equate like to now now at this point like my relationship with my family is like work acquaintances you know that's the level of closeness that it is right now yeah and i know like like just to be real like i haven't talked to my dad in, in months like it's been and months. it's like not like anything happened and it, there's no like quote-unquote bad blood or anything like there's nothing like that happened it's just that like 
his birthday, I texted him, and on my birthday, he texted me, text, text, and then, like... Or Facebook posts. And then, like, holiday times, Thanksgiving, Christmas, like, might say something. But, like, like that that's really it. Like, and it's at this point now where, like, I know that, like, I've made decisions that, like, nobody is happy with like not pursuing meteorology i know that my family's not happy with that you but did not pursue it though you just could not find a job in it yeah i know but like like don't act like you didn't pursue it you did i didn't do what i should have to get my job in meteorology i moved to seattle instead of finding a job in meteorology like that's what i'm saying I and i know that my family's not happy like with no that. one was happy that we moved to seattle but no one will vocalize nobody it. said anything except for your mom did like throw some shade towards it when she visited she was like i thought y'all would be back by now and we were like no this wasn't temporary (laughs) it's just like this huge gap where like there's there is no communication now at this point there is absolutely nothing and there's no connection to be frank like it's just like i am here living it up with like you and our friends and like i feel no long just like you i feel no longing for pennsylvania i feel no want to go back there like it it, we're both for different reasons like you'll legit get triggered for every step of the way we're in there but like (laughs) one big flashback i just like i don't want to go back there i have no feelings of like wanting to go back there and see my family at this point like and it fucking sucks it like that sucks to like think about that and like to just really see how empty everything was i will say on a positive note and like this is something i fantasized about in my own personal because i always i always knew on some level that i was gonna end up familyless like i just knew that was gonna happen yeah like biologically i just knew and I always fantasized about when I would get to a point where I had good friends that would become my family. Chosen family. Yeah, kind the of whole thing. chosen family thing. And that has happened. Like, we now yeah. have holidays. And that, I don't think, maybe maybe they do. but like Our Thanksgiving lineup's looking kind of weird I don't, right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. We have a lot of, because like a lot of the people that we're friends with happen to be Misfits. distant <laughs> from family. And like, not like so much so that like it's on my level or anything not everyone but like you know isn't aren't traveling back would rather be here with us than with so that's yeah yeah enough of a compliment i guess but like for me like it's the most meaningful fucking shit that i've ever experienced so like and like just everything that we plan like i don't know it just means the fucking world to me so i mean there is hope for that and then in the meantime you just have to work on your shit and figure out either how to for your case either mend or figure out what you want in general from them and like That's how to where fix I am it right or now if you don't want to fix it figuring out what on. i want for me i think we all know here that i should not be working towards mending yes because <laughs> uh it's probably a bad call so i'm i'm in the what my therapist calls the grieving process but it's only for my dad right now i've been having a, i mean that's something I'll, we can talk about next week or whatever but like i've been having a lot of like problems thinking about my dad lately which is a whole thing but like I'm in this, like, weird phase where I'm, like, still really angry, but, like, I'm, like, grieving a loss. It feels like everyone's dead. It feels like I'm dead. Yeah. (laughs) Like, who I was is dead. Like, it's weird, but then I've been having, like, people from my past, like, come back into my life, 
where I'm like, okay, it did happen. Like, I don't know. It's very weird, but I feel like we're both on a, like, we're doing stuff. It's a Right now, mess. I'm at the point, like, where I am kind of separating, like, that past me from, like, who I am now. Yeah. Like... It's, it's a really Chris bizarre like. <laughs> feeling to think that, like, I don't know. To, to have a vision of your life for 20-plus years and then to look back on that all and be like... Who it, was that? Who was that? That was, what was completely that? different than what you remember it to be yeah. is a lot. Yeah. And I'll, let's end this with saying that, like... You know, that all sounds like really fucking like a lot to deal with and a lot to tackle. But again, it is. But I am happy that like I have the opportunity to work that out with a therapist. I am happy that I have a support system now that will help me with this. And I am just happy that I am on this journey because even now even while like i'm getting like deeper and deeper into the shit like i can see that there will be benefit from this in the long run it's just going to take time 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 yeah yeah so so with that with that let's make some cash we're gonna do an ad and then we're gonna come back with some sweet sweet questions yeah this week's episode of Coffee with Rachel is sponsored by me. <laughs> you say um, that way every time. I'm sorry. It's just fucking awkward when you're yeah. like, Rachel, the ad is you. Um, so I recently put up some things on Society6. So I now have a Society6 shopping page. And if you don't know what that is, it's just a place for home decor, bathroom stuff, notebook stickers. You can put designs if you're an artist on anything. Yeah. Um, so I have two designs up right now. And I'm on a adding, lot of different stuff. Yeah, we got from shower curtains to bath mats, phone I, cases, wall clocks, cutting boards, comforters, mugs, like bitch, everything. Fucking, fucking mugs. mugs. Yeah, this is the audience for mugs. Come okay. on, guys. Um, and I'm gonna, <laughs> I already have like a bunch of designs made that I'm going to slowly be trickling out on there. So if you're interested in seeing any of my art on other home decor things, you can go to society6.com/shoprwd. Um, once again, that's society6.com slash shop RWD. That's what the cool kids do. Yeah, wow, you just made that really professional somewhat Yeah, I don't Not know. Use code. Actually, I have no fucking code. I wish I did. But Society6 does have a lot of, you know, sales, sales that they do. So you just keep checking in and some of your stuff will be on sale. And we I don't just even promote know my shit all over my usual social channels. So yeah. Anyway, that would be cool. Go Support check it, it out. Cool. Bye. Today's podcast is also brought to you by audible.com. Well, are you shocked? I don't think anybody is shocked, but uh, here we are, and uh, Audible.com, <laughs> if you've never heard of it, is a place, the premier spot, I'd say, to get all of your audiobook needs. They have a wide selection to choose from, and if there's an audiobook for the book that you're interested in, it's going to be on Audible. Are you guys sick of listening to our voices? Why not listen to, like, Amy Poehler read a book? Exactly. You know, we are not the only people putting audio content out there in the world, and I'm sure you are sick of us, so go listen to one of those books. <laughs> so you can get a free trial by going to audibletrial.com slash CWC. Yeah, you'll get a free trial and one free audiobook. So that's, once again, audibletrial.com slash CWC. All right, guys, so we're back, and we're going to fucking shake it up 
by not doing a BuzzFeed quiz yeah. this week. We didn't have one. We've been we, talking for too yeah, long. Yeah, we talked way too long, and we don't have a quiz, so Hope I like am a long sorry. <laughs> um, so let's just go straight to patreon.com slash for some questions from the lovely people who help support the show. First one is from Claire, who said, So my questions this week are very plant-based. LMAO, get it? <laughs> but number one, like plant-based diet. I but get like you. It's about plants, yeah. Number one, do you know what that little spiky boy in the boat is called? Uh, oh, I have a similar fuck. one, but I don't know his name. Like, so I don't know if anybody out there has seen the photos that Rachel has usually posted many times of these three little spiky boys Shit. that look inside a boat. Off the top of my head, I do not, but I know that I could figure it out. I just know that they and I like, will comment back to you. They have <laughs> like they grow into like towers. They're like layered. Yeah, they're layered towers. But yeah, I know the name of it, but I don't know it right now. But I will message you. <laughs> and then the second question is, how can you tell when a plant needs a new pot? Um, okay, it's kind of so hard to tell, like a lot of the times, but when okay, so like our big prickly pear, that's like. He's just growing so much that I feel like he needs another pot. I think so he can he's he's expand. growing he's growing upwards too much because that, he can't go sideways. Because side. he can't go sideways, and I think that they can tell from their roots how far their roots can shoot out, how far they can expand out. Yeah. So he's not like widening because he can't. Yeah, it's honestly, it's really difficult. I'm not the best about it because we've like, only just started repotting some boys, and like I would just say, like it's almost like me trying to encourage bigger growth anyway yeah like basically you know you want to just make sure that they have like a little bit of like a little bit of extra room around them if they are something that would grow wider like taller yeah exactly yeah like succulents and stuff like that say for succulents and cacti specifically you want to have like space around it so they feel like they can they could grow outward i mean this is going to be different for every plant like it's best just to look up their life like online so uh next question is from jen who said who are your favorite characters in night in the woods uh angus is number one fave number one he's absolutely the best and um uh b those are my top two yeah like i have to be the same too like they were my faves like um and then laurel has asked um (laughs) I feel like I should know this already, but I've been wanting to send coffee and want to know if you have a coffee bean grinder. Yes. Yes, we do. So if anybody out there wants to send us coffee, our P.O. box address is in the bio of our Twitter, which is at CoffeeWCrachel, if you want to send anything for us to taste and fuck up talking about. Yeah, (laughs) essentially. All right. So that's the Patreon question. So I know that you asked on your Instagram. Oh, yeah. I got to say that sticker is really... uh... That, like, Instagram, you know, you do a lot of fucky shit, but that edition has been yes. very nice. <laughs> All right. Rachel, Chris, and the Chunks with an Ooh. X, T-N, um, us as Disney Channel original movies. Okay, now oh I God. get it. You haven't seen all of them, so I'm going to give you the T. Squeezy is absolutely Mom's Got a Day with a Vampire. Yes. 100%. Or Phantom at the Megaplex. Oh, Phantom at the Megasquex. Exactly. He you is the Phantom. are Eddie's Million Dollar Cookoff. Absolutely. There's, like, no, there's question. no denying. Crunch. Ooh. That is a difficult one because it's yeah. like part of me wants to give you Phantom at the Megaplex because you used to work in a movie theater for so long. Yeah. But, ugh, I don't know. I'll come back to that. Lila? 
she is definitely um, stepsister from Planet Weird. And the only reason why <laughs> is because they turn into bubbles. <laughs> and she is very bubular. In she shape is very bubbular. And yeah. essence. Okay. Crunch. All right, why don't we give Squeezy? What was the first point you said for Squeezy? Mom's got to die with a vampire. Squampire? Okay. Yeah. So you're and megaplex. I'll be megaplex. Yeah. I, sure. it, just, it just fits. I love yeah. that my regal, like persona is just gonna live with me for but the you rest literally of my life. like when you were working at regal you look like the fucking main character that works at this movie theater all right well you know that, you that, have to watch that one that's what it's gonna be that is an iconic movie iconics um how often do you eat quote non-vegan this Ooh, is a great question scandalous so we all know that your girl eats lox and bagel every birthday yeah so there's that's that. your birthday cake yeah it, tr- <laughs> it fucking truly is um so, like, sure, there's, like, accidental moments where you don't realize something has, like, fucking gelatin in it or, like, whatever the fuck. I still eat honey, by the way. I'm not anti-honey as part of yeah. the whole plant-based situation. Um, oh, another one is when I'm out to eat and something, like, the only thing I can get on the menu is something with, like, a gluten-free bread. But then they tell me, like, oh, hey, just letting you know that gluten-free bread has, like, eggs in it. Because, like, I might have ordered the dish vegan. Yeah. I will do it if it's, like... I'm fucked. You're and limited so much at a lot of restaurants. When they say, oh, we have gluten-free options, it's like, here's three salads and one other dish. Like, yeah, with cheese, right? Yeah. So, like, I will... I literally can't have the gluten. I got gluten the other day, and I had a migraine for, like, it wasn't quite 24 hours, but it was, like... It's because, it's like, more you didn't like a 15. have quite that much. Yeah, so I like, stopped eating it really fast because I just wasn't feeling great that morning. Yeah. So... I can't handle the fucking migraine that I get. It's literally so debilitating. So I will risk it Yeah. to just have like whatever they put. Like I had like pizza dough at a restaurant and it had egg in it. And I was like, whatever, fuck me up. I can't like, there's nothing else to get on this fucking menu. And there will be other times when we just honestly feel like having a meal that is not fully vegan. Yeah. And we talk about all the time that like, you don't have to be zero or 100. You can be in the middle and that's, helpful as it is and so yeah i just eat like i said like i just eat as much as i can because like i literally mostly can only eat vegan food anyway because of the dietary problems yeah it just so happens like for example so i was just feeling really like fucky about <laughs> not being able to eat shit and i had like heard so many times that like cream cheese is very low in lactose and that like usually people that are lactose intolerant can handle it so i was like honestly fuck let's fucking experiment and i had philly cream cheese on a bagel and i literally cried eating it like if it had been like over two years yeah it had been over two years and i it it was a fantastic week of bagels but i also don't eat bagels every day so it's not gonna be like a fucking what the way you say bagels bagels Mm, bagels whatever (laughs) i don't care so like i don't know it's not like a regular thing or anything but it's like i experiment when it happens it happens yeah Yeah. when you're here your family (laughs) okay we'll never be there though um would you and chris ever consider polyamory or non-monogamy this is a spicy one that we get every fucking time we ask for questions you want to know i i if i had a dollar for every time that question was asked i'd be jeffree star my student my student loans would be paid off i was gonna say you know i mean (laughs) let's dream lower than that (laughs) (laughs) um so to answer your question yes um we've actually been doing that for like how long we've been dating seven and a half years yeah so the reason why we get this question so often is from a little video that we made like well, I mean, it's no longer available because I deleted yeah, my channel. Yeah, sometime in Seattle era. Yeah, because I distinctly remember we were sitting on, like, 
my mattress when we didn't that, have a bed that frame. Was, that was a video setup right there. The mattress on the floor with just the wall behind it. That, yeah. was, that was a setup. That was adulting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was like a relationship Q&A or some bullshit. And then someone asked us if we were ever interested in like an open relationship. And I think we like gave each other like a knowing glance. And then we said like, yeah, we would consider it. And then ever since then, everyone's like, oh my God, tell us. Like, are you in that? Blah, 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 yeah. blah. And we just never answer it because for the longest time, because it's been a very long time, I've been of the mind where I'm like, my sex life is my life and yeah it has nothing to do much. with any y'all <laughs> like no offense but it's like for me remember that conversation we had a little bit ago about how there are things that like we haven't talked about like on the show just because that we keep part of, of our life separate from this like yeah that yeah. was one of those things for until now <laughs> and like i don't know i've just we've gotten the question so many fucking times and honestly like it's no secret like everyone that knows me personally knows this about us so yeah. it's like at this point I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yes. pretty much. Um, we could talk about that more in depth because this show's been forever. Like, we could talk about the inner workings of that. We have, like, other friends that are also couples that are also, you know, we're not, like, a big, giant clump of a couple, yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, nothing yeah. like that. We could talk about what that's like or whatever and how we've been Navigated kicking for that, this long yeah. or whatever, like, if you want, but yes oh my god fucking yes yes we <laughs> okay? have been so maybe it'll be like the twats question where it just like fucks <laughs> off finally <laughs> oh my god now that you say that that's gonna come back whatever i have that word literally comment blocked on instagram so people will fuck off <laughs> <laughs> it's just like i just i mean that one's a whole other separate thing like okay why aren't you friends with this person I'm like oh i'm not their roommate anymore i don't fucking know like, <laughs> but uh yeah anyway next yeah. question all right, this next question is, what is something you don't give yourself enough credit for? I feel like I hate answering questions like this, but I think that's the point, is that you should be more positive about yeah. yourself. And I know that we kind of get a little self-deprecating on this podcast quite a bit, especially about the podcast. <laughs> like We are constantly Listen, like, this show is trash, why are you listening? Yeah, like... Maybe that's one that we don't give ourselves credit for. Like, we have an audience for a podcast, and I guess not a lot of people can do that. I don't know. We are self-deprecating a lot about this show and that, like, oh, my God, why do you guys listen to this shit? We're so stupid. We're so boring. But, like, I guess it's a fucking... I feel fucking boring, though. It's, it's a testament to, I guess, us as people that can be engaging enough that you all feel entertained enough to be here. I just always imagine everybody being, like, that one meme where it's just, like, that guy sitting next to a poster of friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, me listening to podcasts. Like, it's so true. Um, but, okay, like, personally... What's something crunch that you don't give yourself enough credit for? Oh my god. This is like at a time when I'm like, wow, I like really have flopped on a lot of things. <laughs> like so um well, a little positivity, you know? <laughs> I feel like I act like I'm a lot less intelligent sometimes than I am. Is like that, I pretend is that, that I'm like a woman thing no i don't like do it on purpose like oh no fuck off i'm not that you know not trying you know to what that. i'm saying about but that, like yeah, yeah. i basically like i don't know some like with math for example and maybe it is maybe it is the way that we're raised to like be oh you're terrible at math automatically yeah and like i am pretty bad <laughs> like we know that, that i mean last, we're not like, gonna be around the bush you're not the greatest at math but, but like <laughs> i can also like sometimes like i'll impress myself by like doing some quick math and then i'm like see I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I really, like, lay into how terrible I am at math 
when I probably could get a lot better if I actually like stopped laying into it and acting like that was just part of my life now. Yeah. Does that make sense? I get you. I understand. Like, um, like I'm probably only just so good at math because I've surrounded myself by it for so many years. Like, which is why I think that you'll be good when you eventually get into music because a lot of music is math. Yes. Just to go back to that, my goal for the end of this year is to have a piano so I can learn a that. keyboard because we're not rich. Yeah, I wish <laughs> uh, <laughs> a fucking uh, keyboard so I can learn how to play music because that would be great. Yeah. And I guess. I'll say that I don't give myself enough credit for like I like I'll go back to like the whole creative thing like I know that like like I'm learning that I am a creative person and like there like if I actually gave myself the outlets to fucking do that like Mm -hmm. I could do that but I don't think that I can do that I used to like write pretend to write books when I was a kid and stuff like yeah. but I would like not like think it was good or anything like that I, like I put myself down for like all of these things and I used to think that like my art was garbage whenever I made any art so like I constantly put myself down for not having a creative spark whatsoever but I do and it might be good at sometimes. <laughs> I get you I have a lot of questions here. Like, am I going to return to YouTube? No. But one is, what is something I miss about YouTube? And I don't know if I've answered that. And you can also answer it too, bitch, because you've had a YouTube channel. And plus, you were on mine enough where there might be things that you miss. Right? Yeah, I'm going to answer all questions as if they're posed to both people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when we know. So Rachel, what? what's your moisturizer? Well, Chris actually uses Sarah V. Yeah, well, um, what do I miss about YouTube? Um But seriously, what do you miss? Uh I don't miss anything. Like, you really don't? I really really About being behind the camera, editing, coming no. up with ideas. Editing was horrible. Yeah, I actually all the idea- my least favorite. All the ideas that we have I can express through this show. There's nothing that I want to do. There's nothing that I want to say or talk about that I don't bring up on this show. I will um, say the one thing I miss, because uh, let me say, uh, when I get this question, my mind is immediately like nothing. I'm sorry. Yeah. But when it comes to humor, there is a there is a bit of comedic timing that can happen with video where you pause or jump you do cut, the, like, the, not even a jump cut, but like a, a zoom, a slow zoom. Yeah. You throw up a funny photo and you can't get that on a podcast unless yep. you make it a video podcast, which is why we don't do that anyway. Um, <laughs> so yes, my comedic timing was often better your in com- video form. Your comedy could really shine could shine in more ways plus like, you can really react to things let's admit you're the funnier one on this fucking show so like you're the comedic backbone but like you could be even more <laughs> the comedic backbone <laughs> of this family <laughs> that's squeezy he um, is it's true but like i don't know like there's there's certain elements of that where i feel like you know there is a little bit of limiting with podcasts where like you know we can't react to like a video or photos like old selfies or anything fucky like visual let's react to a soundboard we could what if somebody made a soundboard <gasps> of this show we should react to old iMovie music uh, wait a minute actually how funny would that be didn't you have that idea as a YouTube video 
probably like, but you never did it but remember I, when i used to do the the videos where i would play like random jingles from like youtube's yeah, like sound that was library great. and then i would like come up with an infomercial on top that was a good like those kind of creative things are what i miss because like i don't know if any i've seen anyone else do that but everything else no yeah <laughs> if i can do that by myself with no viewers yes <laughs> which is what i do in my home so yeah God i get these what. shows all the time guys yeah are you kidding me <laughs> Anyway, and let's round it off with one more question. And uh, we got a... If y'all worked at BuzzFeed, what quiz would y'all make? I love y'all. Um, that's a great question. I'd probably do, quiz. like, Is what's he... your Zodiac based on how you answer these Twilight questions? Oh, my God. Or, like, what what Hogwarts house are you sort of There was surprisingly not a answer. lot of Twilight quizzes on BuzzFeed. Yeah, just more Twilight quizzes in general. Literally, that's all you would be is resident Twilight fucko. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's that one guy that does, like, all of the Kardashian content. I'd be that, but for Twilight. Oh, yeah, there is somebody that does it? Yeah, pretty oh, much. Wow. They're like, hi, um, I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm your resident Kardashian trash, or whatever they say. I would do a quiz that tells you what type of cloud you are. Okay. Yeah, I, I wonder mean, if that exists on there. I don't know. Why haven't we looked for that yet? We should look. We should just search weather and cloud. Yeah, what the fuck are we doing? All right, next week, bitch, we can do well, that. Let's hope we find one. Maybe somebody will make a community one. That's yeah, I mean, like, we could always make a quiz. Yeah, we could always, but I'm, I like, I don't know how to like classify this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you. Yeah. What cloud are you based off of your Myers Briggs? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um okay yeah so that's the fucking show holy crap very revealing episode i would say um i'd be more than happy to answer anybody's questions or thoughts feelings about any of the shit i talked about this week in future episodes same and yeah <laughs> sure so bitches I, stay tuned yes the rest of y'all chris is like forgetting how to end the episode um the rest of y'all will see you next week um, also, by the way, our, di- not that anyone gives a shit, but me, um, <laughs> our dining room table is being delivered tomorrow. So hopefully we'll just be more comfortable to record next week. So yeah. I don't know. You won't I've hear sh- a difference, but I'll feel my ass. I've shifted positions 20 times during the course of this show. You guys don't know it. Yeah. My I- leg has fallen asleep more times than I. My back is sweating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, benches. So we're here with bench time. Uh, this week we're doing what emoji you are because how do you relate bench time to? Hey, let's talk about my mental. We should have been experiences. which most painful childhood memory of one of us are the benches. <laughs> my God, what the <laughs> fuck, Scott? <laughs> what? That's too dark. <laughs> Scott Edward R. Wilmot is the time that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. Let's true. not do that. Let's do the emojis. Uh, so Scott Edward R. Wilmot is the wilted flower. Courtney is the bottle pop and cork. What? What the fuck? <laughs> Jackie Goldfarb is the person golfing. Emily Sweeney is the grinning face with sweat. Sweaty. Uh, <laughs> Shannon Chires is the shark. Sarah Booth is the hiking boot. M. Corbeil is the ear of corn. Angelica Feliz is the face screaming in fear. Uh, Madeline Young is the young baby. Lauren Niaz is rolling on the floor laughing. Kim Vandersluis is kimono. 
Hannah Patelis is the linked paperclips. Wow. Gianna Wozniak is the woozy face. Tara Davy is the wavy dash, a.k.a. a squiggle. <laughs> Kimberly Proza is the film projector. Joanna Tartaglini is the person taking a bath. AJC is the astronaut. Jake Bauer is the ballot box with ballot. Hope y'all voted, by the way. I was just going to (laughs) say. Teague Phillips is the teacup without handle. Lily Rose is the rosette. Winter Russell is the winking face. Brooke Renee is the broom. Savannah Pelissier is the face savoring food. Chantelle Piat is the shaved ice. Catherine is the weary cat face. Squeezy. Colby Rhymes is the collision. Haley Boucher is the bouquet. Jake Parker is the partying face. Renee Medina is the face with medical mask. Grandma is just the grapes. Sophie Yarmillo is socks. Chelsea Grundy is the green heart. Stephanie Lee is the person in steamy room. Jane Thompson is a tomato. Kayla Bean is the beach with umbrella. Brandy Robbins is the robot face. Michelle Cox is the spiral shell. Rebecca Mack is the slot machine. Joanna Jensen is the banana. Leslie Wright is the writing hand. Gwen Stowe is the gemstone. Kat Schultz is the shushing face. Jason Gonzalez is the yarn. Lindsay Torlina is the motor scooter. Motor scooter. <laughs> Jess Adams is the admission ticket. Daisy Blossom Dottie is the diamond with a dot. Kennedy Eight. Rochelle is the broken heart. Lutzi is the curly loop. Sonny Vaz Brune is the squampire. Juanita Cara is the carp streamer. Avery Labelson is the avocado. Thanks. Liz Holbrook <laughs> is the flag in hole. Madison Greer is the green salad. Chloe Ireland is the fire. Caitlin Whalen is the spouting whale. And Dana Daly is the birthday cake. Vlynn is the moon viewing ceremony. Mackenzie Knight is the fork and knife. And Rachel Evans is the persevering face. I want to know what that means, honestly. I, I think all of the other benches are that trolley car that's like the least used emoji. Is it? Yeah, you've. there's a Twitter that posts every day what the least used emoji is. And for like the past like 70, 80, whatever days, it might be longer than that now. It's like the like the gondola i think it is that's yes. like and so like everybody has been posting that as like a joke is like let's make the gondola like let's use the gondola let's oh, bring I it back this. like i don't know that was going around like a couple weeks ago that's really i wonder what the most used is <sighs> god probably pro- the laugh emoji honestly probably the eggplant <laughs> yeah what's your most used Oh, let me go to my fucking thing yeah, right now. Yeah, I'm going to check that right now. I know what, like, my tops I'm are. I'm sorry that, like, we just cut off in the middle here, but, um... Yeah, it's definitely the laugh emoji followed by the yellow heart. Well, mine is the hard eyes emoji, and then... The, really? Yeah, and then the the eyes looking to the side. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, so... And then I also have the cool and the square. I mean, like, like, my top five would be the laugh emoji, the yellow heart, the trademark symbol, the moon, the yellow moon. Yeah. Yeah, that's mine, not even Mine five. would be the I thumbs up and, like, the okay hands. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the upside down smiley and... Oh, that's an iconic. That's an iconic that I use all the time. The clapping hands I use a lot, too. I use a lot of the hands. That's interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting choice, I'd say. So, all right, yeah, the other pinches. Okay. We've got Taryn Parker. Jocelyn Fry. Hermione. Ishbel Mendez. Bree Cram. Ashley Riefenberger. Allie Malone. And Kathleen Wynn. All right, thank you guys so much for helping support the show. We love you all. We love everybody that listens to the show, not just if the binges. If you're here past binge time and you're not a binge, what's your favorite emoji? And it binges you too. Yeah. Mean, duh. But we already just told you what your favorite emoji is, basically. Lila, so I don't need your input, okay? Lila, what is your favorite emoji? The egg. She's right here. The regular egg. Of course. Squeezy is the black hole. We've we've been through we've this. We've been through this many times. It's right. probably a different answer every time, but. <laughs> Listen, y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.